Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post, where we'll be discussing some of the latest talking points from the world of football with members of our football writing team. On this week's episode, we're joined by Chief Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Stuart Rayner, and Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Leon Wapshall, to discuss all of the latest developments affecting our local clubs. Don't forget you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com as well as checking out our various Twitter feeds, the main one being at YPSport. If you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. And if you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages or email us directly with the subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. Yorkshirepost.co.uk So, basically, this week we're going to be looking back at the FA Cup action which featured our teams. Uh, But first, let's turn our attention to Qatar. Um, And before we consider England's performances and their chances for the last 16... Um, what do you make of the performances from Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams for the US? And and obviously the speculation uh, regarding the future of Tyler Adams uh, in particular, Stuart. Well, um, I think from uh, I think from Aronson's point of view, it's obviously been a bit of a frustrating World Cup so far um, on the bench for for all their group games. But um, it looks like a injury for Christian Pulisic might. Uh, might open the door for him to, uh, you know, to uh, to be a bit more involved in the in the knockout stage against against Holland. Um, as as for as for Tyler Adams, I mean, he, he's clearly a he's clearly a, a, a big player for USA. You know, voted voted the captain by the players um, b- before the before the tournament. I think uh, you know he's putting some some decent performances for them. I think you know I think he's a I think he he also is is an important player for them, you know, and and I think I would hope that he certainly would be one of those players who comes back um, to Leeds United after the World Cup, feeling pretty uh, pretty good about himself for having you know tested himself on the on the biggest stage. Hmm. I think he's impressed off the pitch as well, Stuart. He, yeah, you know, with regards to um, he was putting a bit of a tight tight corner by the media, wasn't he? You know, regarding some. Some questions about about the you know Iranian regime, and he, you know he spoke quite uh, quite well and, uh, and and considered there. So yeah, I think I thought he was arguably one of the Americans' um, best players on on. Um, I think when it was now, there's been that many games, hasn't there? On, um, <laughs> on Friday, and Friday. I actually think they can, without putting my head on the on the um, on the chopping block, I, I actually think they can. Um, post a lot of problems to to the Dutch on on Saturday. It's not a, um, a massive turnaround, but they're a they're a high energy, very well organised team. And from from what I've seen of, of the Dutch, they've been okay. I mean, obviously, you know, Gapo, the, the lad who was living with, with Leeds in the summer, has, has shown he can get on the end of, end of things and and score goals. And uh, you know, Frankie De, De Jong's a a lovely, a lovely, nice world-class footballer, but I don't see that much else. So I, I think the Americans can really give the the Dutch a game, and I wouldn't be massively surprised if they got through that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a funny one this World Cup because if we're honest, nobody's quite sure what bearing it's going to have on the second half of the season. But I think, it, I think if you're a club manager, I think in an ideal world, you, you kind of want your players to go to the World Cup 
you probably don't want them to play seven games in a short period of time. But if they can play, you know, a decent number of games, take some confidence from some good performances, and say like Tyler Adams should, uh, and come back having having ticked over but not being worn into the ground, I think that's probably the ideal situation. You know, Aronson, if he if if for whatever reason this Pulisic injury doesn't you know, let him into the side against the Dutch and they were to lose, then he'd probably be coming back a bit frustrated. But I think, you know, I'd say ho- hopefully, as I say, um, Aronson can start. And, you know, for the reasons Leon's said, they could they could yet pull off a shock and, and go a bit further. And I think if those two lads come back just just feeling good about themselves, I think I think that should be that should be good good news for Leeds United. And, and say Holland Holland are one of those teams, you know, e- even a lot of the teams that you know, won both the first two games, weren't entirely convincing in in both of them. And you know, Holland struggled a little bit. Uh, you know, in the, in the, in the, the last game, well, one at Qatar, a title been knocked out, or one of the worst teams in the in the tournament. That was just, you know, yes. that was just a dream dream game for them, wasn't it? Really? Absolutely. But as I say, the, the, the Senegal, I didn't see the Senegal game in between, but that sounded like a bit of a struggle for them. I don't yeah. think there's anybody sort of taking this World Cup by storm and you know for all for all the faults there are about this World Cup and all the problems with it I think one of the upsides is we'll see more shocks you know there'll be the the quality of the football might not quite be of the level that we want but the quality of the entertainment might be a bit higher just for not knowing from one day to the next what's going to happen and that certainly wouldn't plays in USA's favour hmm. yeah I mean he's had a I think whatever happens now Adams has had a good tournament hasn't he you know yeah. he he really he, a consistent thing that I mean he really did step up to the plate against England. From a from a Leeds United perspective, I'm sure the supporters will just be hoping that Harrison, um, Harrison uh, Aronson's got one really good game in where he's given the you know, the platform to show the talents that he has, and uh, and come to the party in in that regard, and then Leeds can can look at it from that perspective as a decent World Cup for the for the two Americans. Mm-hmm. And it, and it just goes to show you. I mean, you know, it's it's a big hobby of English football fans to to talk down America when it comes to football. But um, any any team that Brendan Aronson can't get into must be yeah. a good team. You know, they have got a really strong a really strong midfield that that USA team with um, with the, with the likes of Moose, um, you know, McKenney and, and Adams. Um, so yeah, they, they won't they won't be a they won't be a soft touch in the next round. And I say if they. I, I, you know, just to repeat myself, if those two lads come back feeling good about themselves, I think that's only good news for Leeds United. Yeah, yeah, great. And uh, now we turn our attention to England, and after what can only be described as somewhat of a lacklustre draw against the US, uh, England found their way into the round of 16 with a 3-0 win against Wales, which means they will now face Senegal on Sunday. Um, what did you make of the two performances, and how do you see the game against Senegal going, Leon? I found the obviously it was a, a frustrating night against the Americans. We, we sort of touched on that, you know. I think they were the they were the better side. They were high energy and, and aggressive, and I think they, they posed some sort of problems similar to what the Senegalese will, will will give us on on Sunday. But I found it hard to, to gauge the the Wales game in in truth. I did um, first half England, you know, had tons of the ball. It was just a little, little bit um, static for me, and you know, fair play to, to Marcus Rashford after the break. It, you know, he, one of several England players who, who played very well, but 
I didn't think he was he was great in the first half, although he wasn't alone. And I, I just find it hard to hard to really gauge it, to be honest. I mean, it's been a a hell of a difficult tournament for uh, for, for Wales, and uh, you know, the game against Iran in, in the heat on on Friday really really did kill them, didn't it? So I, I found it. You know, you look at the the Wales side, and you, you know they've got some some of the players are sort of raging against the dying light a bit, aren't they? People like Ramsey and Bale, and you know you look at the 2016 side, and you know they had Ramsey and Bale, but they had some real other you know top top players, the Ashley Williams of this world, you know the James James Chester's, you know a few of us, Collins, the big defender, and they just, they just really really like the supporting cast and. And uh, yeah, they were they really struggled, and you know England did the job in the end. There was some some nice fluid movements, and um, you know obviously the switch at half time really seemed to work, didn't it? And you know, Rashford sort of going out to the right where he could sort of get to the byline and and folding on the left. So yeah, that was I suppose that was the biggest tick in the box, and England did what they had to do and produced some nice stuff in the in the second half. I just found it hard to to gauge a little bit really and uh, you know Wales were always on a massive wing in the prayer and um, yeah uh, uh, you know they they look to be a side that are going to be in transition perhaps for, for a year or two and it was quite easy in the end wasn't it yeah I mean just job done for England really you know the, the USA game was, was pretty forgettable um, but you have that you don't you know, whoever wins this tournament won't, won't play seven great games. Um, I mean, there's, you know, we'll, we'll barely get out of the group stage with anyone having played three great games. So so better to throw one of your poorer ones in in a group game when you've already got the advantage of a 6-2 win under your belt and to to save it from, for the knockouts. You know, as, as, as Leon said, it, it wasn't really that difficult a task to, to beat yeah. a fairly demoralised Wales side, you know, who had such a difficult mission ahead of them but but they got the job done you know they showed the ruthlessness that they lacked against the USA that we you know we sometimes bang our head against the wall complaining about them, them not having it definitely bigger tests to come you know they've got the African champions in, in the second round and you know if they get that far they've got the world champions quite possibly in, in the quarterfinals, that's for beyond there. Dent's even look if that's uh, if that's what's in prospect. So you know they are going to have to step things up, but hopefully as they get into the rhythm of you know playing in in these air conditioned stadiums in the in the temperatures they're playing in, just the rhythm of match play. People like Kyle Walker get more minutes under their belt. Hopefully they are they are going to improve because they you know they will need to. Even even without Sadio Mane, Senegal is still a serious prospect. You know, Sheffield United fans can tell you all about how how much of a threat Eliman and Die will be to be to England. They're gonna they're gonna need to be on their game. But to be honest, I think so far so good. Qualify with seven points, nine goals scored. What is it? Two two conceded. Um, I think you'd, I think you'd take that all day, and it's just a case of. Uh, of this hopefully being being the starting point now, but it's a tough draw ahead. Yeah, you, you just sort of hope that obviously there's the format slightly different to obviously previous World Cups and you know fixtures is less time I suppose um, between game you know the games a bit more concertina in and if it is a tournament for 
you know, for the squad, then England have got a pretty good, a good squad. You look at this, you look at it, and there's not too many better in the in the tournament, and maybe that's going to be England's England's way if they if they're going to do something really serious. You know, I mean, they've got loads of options. Haven't they? I mean, obviously Rashford came in. There's Rashford, Saka. Then you've got, I suppose, what Grealish and Foden, Sterling, Mount. Um, you know, on defence you've got Walker and Walker and Trippier, you know, Trent as well. You know, in terms of pure depth of talent in in terms of squads that you know England have got a ride up there. You know, in the in the top top two or three, you know, you'd say. But it's obviously how you'd use them, um, how you use them the best, and you know, it could be importance of substitutions as well. Could be. Massive going into the into the latter stages, you know, especially games do go into into extra time. Interesting on Sunday, obviously Senegal have got um, the lad from Everton suspended, isn't he? Is it it's Gay, and he was what I saw of the the highlights against Ecuador. He was he was quite influential. So uh, you wonder if he's going to be a big miss from that perspective um, for Senegal. But I, I think it'll be a little bit similar to the. To the America game, I think they're going to try and get in, get in our faces and, and be aggressive. And it's it's a case of coping with that. I'd like, you know, I'd like to see Kyle, uh, Kyle Walker. I think he'll be could be important in that game for us. And and sort of going forward, if we do get through, you know, that battle with Mbappe is obviously it's, expect the French to get through to the quarters. That could be um, massive in the you know in the context of the tournament for England, but we'll probably. Um, it'd be a lot safer if we didn't get that too far ahead with us, with ourselves, really. And they're going to come under pressure for a spell against Senegal at some point. And you know, the defining thing could be how well we cope with that. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think that's another good thing about the group. I think they've used they've used twenty odd players already. You know, I think it was it was really important that, that Walker got a run out it against Wales. Um, so yeah, hopefully, you know, most if not all of the squad are at the right sort of sharpness because, as, as Leon says, substitutes are going to be really important in this in this uh, in this competition. Squad depth is as well, and, and I mean to be honest, again, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that's kind of the one worry for France, who are already two squad players down because of injured injuries to to Benzema and Hernandez, but they they too have a lot of depth, but. Yeah, you, you you do feel. I mean, there's been a lot of goals in this tournament scored by substitutes. You do feel that that having a deep squad, which is certainly something England have, should be should be a big advantage in the, in this in in the latter stages of of this competition, and and therefore, you know, using it shrewdly as he did in the in the in the group stages, I think anyway, um, is is just another. Another another strength for England, really going forward. Mm. Mm. I just hope there's a bit of romance in this sort of knockout stages. Stuart, you look at it, and France and and um, the Brazilians are obviously on on the opposite sides sides of the draw. This is everything is sort of building towards you know those two playing in in, in the final, and you know you just hope that someone can throw up a bit of. Bit of intrigue, whether it's whether it's England, you know, the Argent, the Argentinians, or or you know whoever really, because you know as the, uh, France and Brazil start to progress, you know the you know I think everyone will be banging the drum about the about the dream final, and um, 
I just hope there's some uh, some twists and turns yet, and then and then it'll make it you know, potentially a a pretty good World Cup. Mm. It, well, it, it doesn't feel to me like a tournament where everything's going to go to plan. It might still yeah. be a France Brazil final, but there's there's bound to be there's bound to be shots in the knockout stage because you know we've already seen so many and and uh, say even even Brazil and France aren't looking so dominant that they look certain to you know every team's got got weaknesses every team's got vulnerabilities and and I, I just think the unpredictability of it could be could be the best thing about this World Cup. And Fran- France have got a chance of drawing Argentina on the now sixty. I think mm. yes. so that, would, yes. uh, that would certainly be an interesting one. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, now we head closer to home. Uh, and this weekend saw the second round of the FA Cup uh, with wins for Barnsley and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, but Harrogate uh, Town fell to an away defeat at Hartlepool. Uh, the draw for the third round was made on Monday, uh, with Leeds being given uh, what I believe is their tenth consecutive away FA Cup tie at Cardiff. Um, let's first have a look at Harrogate Town and their three-one defeat away at Hartlepool. Um, now with them out of the FA Cup, um, will this sort of be a good opportunity for them to focus their minds on the league and hopefully turn their fortunes around, Stuart? Well, that's always the excuse, isn't it? Concentrate on the league, and and they really need to to do it because you know they've they've got another game coming up at Rochdale on Saturday and uh, against a team down at the wrong end of the table against a team they 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 should be winning, you know, having failed to do so against Hartlepool. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just from, from my perspective, it's just it just seems a bit worrying. There seems to be a number of times when Simon Weaver is just sort of questioning his players, whether it be their, you know, their attitude, their decision-making, things like that, you know, and he, he, he sort of, um, he referred to them as being, uh, being a, not having enough personality um, against Hartlepool on Saturday, which is really concerning because, yeah. you know, we, we were, we were bigging the game up on the previous week's podcast saying how important it was to Hartlepool to just, uh, sorry, to Harrogate to just, kickstart their morale and get a bit of momentum going. So to see them to see them being accused of that in public by their own manager is is a bit of a concern. He, he does seem to be going to this well quite a bit to try and get reactions. And the fact that he he needs he feels he needs anyway to keep going back um is, is a bit of a concern. I mean I'll be at Rochdale on Saturday and I'll be interested to see just just what sort of performance we get. Um from them, but yeah, you're right. This does need to be, you know, a real sort of starting point for them to kick themselves into gear. But we've said that a few times mm. over the last the last few weeks and months, and you know, it's it's maybe occasionally sort of extended to back to back wins, but but nothing really more more than that. And they they do need to they do need to sort themselves out a bit because it, you know that that trap door is quite close and. After all the hard work of getting out of the conference, um, they don't want to find themselves back in there after a couple of years. Hmm. Yeah, I mean they'll, they'll obviously miss. Um, you know, Daly's going to be out for a while. The Loney isn't he? He's, hmm. I think he got a knee injury, didn't he? He's out for is it seven or eight weeks. So he's hit the goal trail. He'll he'll be a miss. But I, I think the problems sort of consistently have been at the other end for for Harrogate this season, haven't they? I mean, you look at. 
you look at the games this season, they've con- conceded quite a lot of threes, haven't they? Obviously, three at Hartlepool and the, the game I did the other week against, you know, Carlisle, a game they should have won. They, they played some, you know, some great stuff going forward. They only got a point there and they just seem to be, obviously, he used to be a, a defender himself, Simon Weaver. He'll be sort of tearing his hair out at this, you know, this regular leakage of, of, of goals and, Sort of look at the, look at the games, and obviously Stuart mentioned he's he's off to Rochdale. Just had a little look at the the games now. They've got some got a tough month. They've got Northampton, who I saw the other week at, at Bradford, and I thought they were excellent. They really did look, you know, top three contenders. They've got to go to Doncaster. They they need to really get going if they're if they're going to do something this season. They've got Grimsby as well. Uh, Bradford away over Christmas. And I don't think you know Bradford won't need a team talk for that one, given that I don't think they beat they beat Harrogate um, at, at home yet. And then they've got a game with Hartlepool, so it, it's it's sort of approaching a real crunch st- stage of the of the season for Harrogate. They've just got to be more, particularly defensively, get a bit more of a backbone and be more consistent. Yeah, it just it just feels like you know we were talking about them making a step forward after the after the Mansfield game, but it, it it really does feel like one step forward, two steps back, just far far too often this season. And yeah, I think I think just just finding some more consistency generally is um, is a is a big issue for them, and uh, and something which I say just just from just from reading his quotes, it just seemed to be frustrating the life out of Simon Weaver, and you can fully understand why it would. Whether he can do something in January, you don't know. But there's been a bit of a, a turnover there already, hasn't there? Really, this sort of past year. That's right. Yeah. 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 And um, the pick of the other games is probably going to be Sheffield Wednesday, uh, who welcome Newcastle United to Hillsborough. Um, what what do you make of the second round results as well as the third round? And how do you see the uh, third round ties going, Leon? Well, I think they were contrasting really, and I I was at Barnsley on. On Saturday, and it was a real, you know, real cakewalk for them. And obviously, tweeting each um, between each ourselves with Stuart, and you know, his game had a. It was a little, little bit more, a little bit more tough for Sheffield Wednesday. It sounded like they had to really dig a, dig a result out. But you know, the squad options they've got, they've got that ability, haven't they? You know, what I've spoken enough times about the the options they have and you know from a bouncy perspective it was it was everything you, you could have wished um you know it was a bit of a golfing class on day against on the day against crew um yeah continue the the momentum that they've they've, they've got of late uh you know the mid, midfielders keep on you know chipping away and scoring goals you know, you look, look at Barnsley, they they haven't got, you know, they do look a, a striker light and they'll, you know, Michael Duff has his way, he'll address that in, in January. You know, he'd be worried a little bit if they've got another injury, you know, certainly to, I'd probably say, Devante Cole more than anyone. You know, he got his sixth goal of the the season on, on Saturday. You know, the midfielders are, are taking the load in terms of scoring. Adam Phillips has got, I think he's got four in five. Herbie Kane scored the other week. Um, Josh Benson, who who was who played at a right wing back, interestingly. Um, Jordan Williams had a niggle. He's up to five for the for the season. They've got I see Josh Josh Martin throw him there. He's got a couple of goals, so they look well stocked uh, midfield wise at the minute. 
Um, defensively, they've been, you know, barring one or two little bumps, you know, against the likes of um, Wickham and Exeter, they've been they've been pretty sound. And you know, they, they had the luxury of bringing off Mads Anderson after about an hour on, on Saturday. So another clean sheet. They'll have been wanting um, a bit of a more glamorous draw, with all all due respect to, to Derby in the third round. But you know, they've banked over a hundred thousand so far. You can get another sizable sum, even if you know it's not a glamorous tie. But you know it's it's not unwinnable, isn't it? So if, they, if potentially if they get through that, they might get a they might get a bigger fish in in round four. But I know Michael Michael Duff before the before the game against Crew spoke about his ideal scenario, and he's pretty um, straightforward about it. You know, get to the third round, get a get a huge Premier League side away, and get knocked out, and then. You don't have any any fixture, big fixture issues as such. But unfortunately, they haven't got that. It was yeah, it was it wasn't wasn't. A, I mean, a standout tie is the Wednesday against Newcastle. They did well the other year in the League Cup against them. I think they won the last three against them. So yeah, that's um, that's a nice tie that one. And I know Newcastle's priority will be. Is the Premier League, but you know the the Geordies love a love a cup run, and we you know we all know about the massive time it's it's been since they've obviously lifted a lifted a major trophy. You're going back to the was it the first cup in the at the end of the sixties. So That's right. yeah, there'll, there'll be some kudos on and attention on on that game, and uh, yeah, it's it's it, you know it should be a good occasion at, at Hillsborough, and you know I think Newcastle will still go reasonably strong in that. Obviously, you look at they. I think they got beat by Cambridge, didn't they, last last season? So they won't want another, you know, in, in, embarrassment. Yeah, I mean, while, while while Leon was watching Barnsley sort of stroll it in in their game against Crew, it was it was a pretty uninspiring game at, at, at Hillsborough and True for for most of the match, and 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 Wednesday were were pretty poor. You know, they looked they looked like a team with a who made a lot of changes, and it, it just wasn't happening for them, but. The fact that they they were able to grind it out, the fact that Michael Smith came off the bench and scored two, you know, proper Michael Smith goals, to be quite honest with you, um, is is just another tick in the box for them because you know you need those you need those sort of qualities if you're going to get promotion, which is obviously what this season is all about for them. You know, you want you want obviously you want to play well as often as possible, but you're not going to be able to play well all the time. So when you can, when you can still get results on days like that, it's encouraging. Much as much as most of the football wasn't, but yeah, I mean, it was quite funny when you spoke to Michael Smith after the game, asked him the usual question: Who do you want in the next round? Newcastle United away. He said, of course, as a big Newcastle United fan, so he nearly got his wish. Um, but he'll he'll certainly certainly be looking forward to that. And yeah, and it should be a should be a good occasion at Hillsborough because obviously Newcastle will bring plenty of uh, plenty of fans to that. You know they're a club they're a club on the up at the moment. Um, you know starting to look like they could seriously threaten the the Champions League picture or if not the Europa League picture. But um, you know Sheffield Wednesday held their own against Southampton in the League Cup, took them to penalties. Yeah. I know Newcastle are another step up, but. They can they can take encouragement from that, and hopefully that hopefully that one that game will make up in entertainment value for what the fans missed out on in in round two. But yeah, in, in terms of Barnsley, it's just it's just good to see players stepping up. I mean, Josh Benson had a difficult first season last season. I think it's fair to say 
didn't didn't perform as well as he liked. Herbie Kane was out on loan at Oxford, and, and you know you kind of wondered if that was the end of his his Barnsley career. But he's come back and he's been reinvigorated and really professional. And you know it just goes to show, you know we talk about we talk about foreign players taking time to settle in. We talk about managers needing time, but sometimes players, you know, even even after one difficult first season like Benson's, you you, you can't you can be too quick to write them off and. You know the people with the real, the real guts and the real work ethic to to turn things around can can do that, and it's it's really good to see those those two lads prospering for for Barnes this season. You just wish that draw had a little bit. Looking at it from a Yorkshire perspective, had a little bit more. You know, romance. You sort of you know looking. Yeah. Aside from the you know the Wednesday Newcastle game, there's there's nothing at all that really really leaps out. I, I suppose Leeds going to going to um, Cardiff all, you know you'll have um, memories of the tie what was it in 2002 I remember when they did, the defender Scott Young got the late goal that, that was at the old Ninian Park uh, across the way from where Cardiff um, play now I remember, you know, I remember that occasion no, no look again for Leeds in the respect that you know they keep was it a 10th away draw in, in a row but you, know, you look at the other teams you know Huddersfield going to Preston, who they played in the in the League Cup, um, you know, yeah, I know, I know, Hull and Middlesbrough playing Premier League sides, but you just, you, you know, you wonder how seriously Fulham and, and Brighton will really, you know, really take that, and it won't really be, a, you know, a sense of occasion, will it? With with all due respect to those two teams, it won't be like you know Newcastle going to going to Hillsborough with six thousand fans. It'll, uh, you, you know, so I'm. Pretty under, underwhelming, really, apart from that tie. Obviously, Sheffield United having to go to London, and um, you know a bit of a stinker for Rotherham as well, having to go go all the way down to Ipswich. Well, I suppose the Freddie Ladapo thing might generate a li- little bit of interest for the for the Millers fans, but uh, yeah, not for the first time. It's um, it's a draw that that could have been a bit a bit more attractive. Hmm. Yeah, I th- you know, I think always in a draw, you you want. You know, like Michael Duff, like Liam was saying about Michael Duff, you want a really big Premier League, you know, glamour opposition, or just a, a you know a relatively easy one against a team a couple of divisions below you. And, and there, yeah, it's, it, it is a fairly uninspiring draw from the Yorkshire teams. But I suppose we've just got to hope as many of them pos- as possible get into round four, and uh, they can make up for it with some. Uh, exactly, then we might uh, we might get those ties, but. Uh, but yeah, not 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 the sort of uh, not the sort of draw to have most fans, you know, spending all their Christmas thinking about. That's for sure. No. Yeah, I mean, I had a, just just quickly had a little look at the Leeds sort of date as well, and haven't they got? I think they've got a, a game against West Ham in the midweek, haven't they? Is it a Wednesday? And then I think the play, so I think it was Aston Villa on the following Friday. So that game's going to pretty much come in in between, and you you know you wonder how. How strong and hard Leeds will will actually go that, um, in that one, given that they've got you know either side of the game they've got Premier League matches within reasonably close proximity. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's going to be the nature of it, isn't it? Because of this yeah. World Cup, there's yeah. going to be lots of lots of runs like that. And as as I said at the start, we don't we don't really know how the World Cup is going to impact on this um, on this season. But that is the worry, really. That um, you know, we've got we've got players a bit a bit worn down. You know, yeah. managers 
taking cup competitions lightly because they, they want to protect the players and, and and the quality of football suffers. Hope hopefully that's not the case. And for for teams yeah. like Leeds who've got a lot of key players not at the World Cup, it it can work to their advantage. But um, nobody nobody really knows right now. No, it'll be a imagine it'll be a bit of a come down for some of the some mm. of the, you know among the squads the Premier League clubs have got a lot out there. You know, switching from the the nice hot Qatari sun to um, to a European winter uh, brings its own issues, doesn't it? YorkshirePost.co.uk. Many thanks to Stuart Rayner and Leon Wobshall, who will doubtless join us again soon for more discussions on the Yorkshire football scene. But don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com, or if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football, or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. If you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages, or email us directly with the subject matter as football talk podcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. As ever, many thanks for listening, look after yourselves, and bye for now. <laughs>